0: Start recording. All right, sync it up. Hold on. I have to make sure two things are recording. One, two, three, two, one, four, two, three, four. One, two. All three, right. Four. Felk! Sync. Aqua sync. <gasps> three, two,
1: one, sink. Ballard sync. Man sync. <laughs> three two one I like None of that ever makes
0: the airs. But,
1: but <laughs> it never does. Uh-huh. Live from Cool
0: Boys Central. The boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the Cool Boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> 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 so cool. So cool. So cool. Oh,
1: some
0: Cool Boys. <laughs> Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. And welcome to an aquatic
1: installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. I'm Felk. And I'm Ballard. Ah, so cool. No one has AIDS this week. (laughs) Again! This episode, we will be
0: discussing DCFU. So, we will forgo our
1: cool boy updates. Lucky mm-hmm. okay, you never take that out of the spoiler cast. <laughs> tux. It's something we dropped, I think, like around episode 22. <laughs> it was like updates. Definitely by 50. Uh, Definitely by 50. And get right
0: into Aquaman. Da, 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 da. And all the fabulous motors it has given us. I
1: want to strap in. It's time for spoilers.
0: See, I got a huge cock. <sighs> Spoilers ahead for Aquaman and all other five movies of the DCEU, RFU.
1: Or Worlds of DC, whatever they want to call it. And probably a lot of Marvel
0: movies that we'll compare it to. Yep. <laughs> and possibly How to Train Your Dragon 2, because I'll be mentioning that.
1: Really? I'm interested. Okay, I have no idea where you're going with that. Okay, so I just wanted to start off with something Felt just mentioned. Talking about the DCFU, DCEU, and getting to those types of spoilers. I, I don't want to go over our exact ratings. If you remember your exact rating, please give it out. Um, but let's just kind of quickly go over the movies in the DC, F-U-E-U, Worlds of DC, and just say loved it or hated it, okay? Okay. So the first movie – well, hang on. And, and Felt, just for a quick little edification, when we talk about the second film in the franchise, Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, I will only really be grading it. On the Ultimate Extended Edition, I will not be grading it on the Theatrical Edition. We will obviously talk about the differences, but I will be facing all of my respect towards it on the Ultimate Extended Edition.
0: We'll we'll say this quick, because Aquaman really is the focus of this episode.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, Man of Steel, I I loved it. I I think I gave it 5 out of 5, boys. I I still will hold by a solid 5 out of 5. BVS? 4.5 4.5 out of 5, boys, for me on the Ultimate Extended Edition. I think maybe theatrical was something like a 3. I was a little disappointed.
0: I was very disappointed by the theatrical and feel like the Ultimate improves it. I believe I would give it around 4 for the Ultimate. I'm not sure for theatrical. Ultimately, a movie called Batman vs. Superman is something I've wanted to see for a long time, or Batman v. Superman. And uh, that movie has 5 minutes of Batman ving Superman and a lot of weird shit in it.
1: Yeah, the theatrical version has also like maybe 20 minutes of Superman in the entire film. It's ridiculous. Yes. And that's one of the things I love about the Ultimate Edition is we see Clark being a investigative reporter, which is a whole plot line they cut out in the theatrical version to slim up the the plot. Um, That's something that I want to get into a little bit later with Aquaman, because it's something that clearly hindered Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad clearly was a much larger movie with different plans. Uh, We now know. From I'm not mistaken, David Ayer has said the original bad guy of Suicide Squad was Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf was the original CGI villain they had to fight. And that essentially Enchantress was not the main villain. She somehow summoned Steppenwolf and he followed followed her power signature or some fucking shit like that. And that was gonna leave open for Justice League not only Steppenwolf to be mentioned in that. But to have Darkseid in there, along with evil Superman, Um, I I really wanted to see the R-rated David Ayer version of Suicide Squad. What we did see and what is, quote unquote, you know, David Ayer's version, the one that was released in theaters. It's a mess to me. It's like two out of five boys. I hated it.
0: Yeah, there's only I mean, there there are two versions of Suicide Squad, but they don't the differences are so. It's just more shit. It doesn't fix the underlying problems the way the Ultimate Cut does with BVS.
1: Correct, yeah. It, it, it just adds more scenes that are just bonkers. Um, it really doesn't, like, fix the narrative. It doesn't, you know... I, I guess the problem I have with Suicide Squad, it's like it was like they took a, a film that was shot to be like BVS, shot to be like Man of Steel, and at the last minute went, oh, shit, we gotta marvel this up. And you, you can't take a film shot that fucking dark and just throw spin on it right away make it like all of a sudden this, you know, team comedy, like, you know, fucking, uh, um, you know, Dirty Dozen or whatever, right? Yeah, well, and, and, and none
0: of that changes its interpretation of Joker being the worst interpretation of Joker in the history of DC. Caesar Romero has more, Remer- like, redeeming things about it
1: than Jared Leto. Absolutely. Um, so much so felt that uh, Jared Leto is not coming back, it seems at this point, and we are getting a completely different Joker um. story coming with Joaquin Phoenix soon.
0: You said, yeah, well, I thought you have to for a second. You meant Jared Leto is not coming back like in anything. He's
1: he's going away. No, he's going to be in the next Spider-Man uh, like uh, spinoff, uh, the Morbius movie. That's weird. He's Morbius. Uh,
0: uh, OK, well, that that'll, that's just fantastic he he was slated to come back for a while uh, in a a harley quinn and joker movie but now harley's in gotham city sirens i guess and and or whatever it's called
1: now um wonder woman as we stated in our wonder woman spoiler cast i feel that it it was lucky it was still a product of Snyder's original kind of thinking. I mean, obviously, it was it was obviously done by Patty Jenkins and quink, had her quink. team working on it.
0: Well, let's just face facts. The action scenes look more like 300 than they do like the shit that Patty Jenkins has directed, which Absolutely. includes episodes of Entourage and the movie Monster.
1: And it's dark, and it's, like, styled almost very much like a Zack Snyder film. It's You can tell he was still very much involved as even an executive producer on the film. He's very much involved in Wonder Woman, and at the same time, Wonder Woman, because it was a you know female superhero, right, a superheroine, right, in the world of you know DC. But first time we're gonna see this quote unquote on film, even though we're not going to acknowledge like Catwoman and all the other shit that's happened before this, you know. But regardless, right, um, we're just you know, wow, it's this new Wonder, you know, Wonder Woman, new superhero character, and it's directed by a woman, so. We can't fuck with it because otherwise we'll be like lampooned over social media for being the men tinkering with a, you know, a female driven art piece. And so they got away with actually making a movie Yeah, and they made a great movie. And I think it was like four point five out of five boys. I loved it.
0: Not the first superhero comic book movie directed by a woman. Nope. Uh, Punisher Warzone. Uh, But that's a man starring. Correct. Which one's a a female led movie that's directed by a woman? That'd be Catwoman. Uh, No, that was directed by Pitoff, a French man. Oh, yeah, Pitoff. Well, who is it? uh, It would be Tank Girl. Oh,
1: Tank Girl. Directed by uh,
0: British director Rachel Talalay. And uh, I think Tank Girl is... I wouldn't say underrated, but um, underappreciated. It is a mess of a movie, and uh, but very fun. Uh, well, Wonder Woman, I would give three and a half. I, it it is the most structurally solid movie of them, except maybe Man of Steel. It doesn't feel like a movie that was fucked with in post. It feels like we got the movie that we were supposed to get. Yeah. It, it just it it brought really very little new to the realm of comic movies. It was it was it was Christopher Reeve Superman. It was like almost that exact kind of arc. And, uh, it it felt it's a very safe movie.
1: Wonder woman. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that that's like to its only real detriment for me. So when we watched it and we talked about this in our spoiler cast, uh, wonder woman has a moment near the end when, you know, she kills quote unquote, the general. And it's supposed to be like, he might be Aries. And it turns out he's not Aries and mankind is still just going to wage war regardless. And you have this moment where you're like, Yes, Wonder Woman, you can do something original here and you can just have this. This can be why you break down on the world of man. And this is why you give up on man, because man gives up on itself. Man's attacking itself. Man doesn't care for itself. Man doesn't love thyself. So like they had that point to really do something real and really different and really grounded. And they didn't. They went with the, you know, the CGI boss battle. Yeah. And it's it's still a fun boss battle and, and it's it's great to see her unleash her powers. It's great to see how Chris Pine's character dies tragically during that sequence. I mean, I don't know how they're gonna bring him back in the sequel, but it, to me, when he dies and sacrifices his life, that shit fucking makes me like weep. Like I'm like I'm like on the verge of fucking tears. Like that shit's got me all <clears> in my heart. Yeah. I, I
0: I agree that it was a memorable death, and like that actually affected me because I liked the character. Chris Chris Pine quickly became a top-tier
1: Chris. Yeah, I think you called him maybe the most powerful Chris back in our Wonder Woman spoiler cast. He's, I
0: mean, uh, Infinity War brought Hemsworth up quite a bit, I think.
1: Uh, definitely along with Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok was after Wonder Woman, right?
0: Yes. Okay, yeah. Hemsworth also increased. And Evans has just slipped into fucking nothingness
1: now. <laughs> so moving forward about nothingness... We got Justice League. Pratt and stayed in the same spot. hated... What's again? Pratt stayed in the same spot. I had to
0: complete my Chris assessment.
1: Okay, yep. Yeah, Chris Pratt stayed in the same spot, but Justice League was horrible. Okay. I really did not like it. I hated it. Um, simply put, I fucking hated it. I really was so upset watching it. It was breaking my goddamn heart to watch this terrible fucking movie. It, I, I think now I would give it one out of five, boys, and I still want to see a Snyder Cut. I know I'll probably never see that, but I still want to and I hope they release it as at least a comic book
0: <laughs> okay that, that that is a way to do it I guess uh, the last time I watched it um, I think it was in the opening credit sequence where like you're, you're getting like a, a nice little snippet of how the world's bad now because Superman's gone and there's this part where the like like I think they're all supposed to be like neo-nazi skidheads are like kicking yeah. over oranges <laughs> at some like bodega and it's just like oh Superman's not there to prevent those oranges <laughs> from getting kicked no, over no. and I just started laughing at the movie up it, 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 and it just that that continued all the way to the homeless man I tried, uh, I tried
1: which is what people think Joss Whedon uh, 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 put in there
0: yeah it's it's just um that movie is laughably a, a, a mess of how you don't make a movie um it's not it's not a cohesive film uh, it, and it, if it, you you feel like you were watching somebody try to build a car out of like three other broken down shitty cars and mm-hmm. you, you end up with you
1: know well three just shitty cars is a good way to put it Felk, because it was three different production shoots my understanding yeah uh, snyder started off with one production and halfway through it bvs was released or halfway through the like the first few months bvs was it. released and it was just like hey snyder we need to do a quick uh, script change and he was like sure um and then he like did some you know some changes and punched it up right and then it was like hey guess what um Real sorry, heard your daughter died. Why don't you take this time to go be with your family and we'll just bring Joss in to, you know, work on the movie and he's just going to get a screenplay mentioned.
0: I think Joss came in during that second revision while Zach was still in charge to do rewrites.
1: I think that's true. And I think that might have just been a smart way to slowly get another director in there. So if they had to finally fire a director or ask him to leave, they had another someone else with directing talent that they could use without having to change directing credits because Snyder is credited as the sole (laughs) director on that film, even though it is so widely known Joss Whedon shot like 50% of the movie.
0: And it's very clearly uh, more of a Joss Whedon movie at this point with like weird pre-shot stuff that he had to rework.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, if you watch like a Snyder movie, like say man of steel or Batman V Superman, he's using lenses. Like he's actually using lenses and, and choices and, he's got shot composition and then you watch the like the Justice League film and there are a few moments of hey look they actually did a lens change here or hey look did you look there's a shot composition going on here and then it's followed by a whole bunch of wide shots medium shots of people like you know fucking knee up and it's just like cover it just cover it cover it yeah cover no, if,
0: it if it feels cheap it feels like a TV movie
1: get it all in deep focus just
0: get it all in deep focus it, I, one I, lens. Am I? I mean, we, we need a segue into Aquaman, anyways. Am I like Aquaman? Looks like it costs five times
1: what Justice League costs. It it does, and you can tell that it went from a movie that the Warner Brothers didn't give a fuck about, and they immediately started caring about. Now, to yeah. its detriment, maybe a little bit. To its success, absolutely. This is a movie because it was like Wonder Woman in the way that the executives started off probably not giving two two shits about this movie. James Wan was able to direct something that he wanted to do. Now, I will get quickly into my Cool Boy rating of Aquaman. Yeah. I give it four out of five boys. Now, I love this movie. Yeah. I had Echoes of Man of Steel The way it starts with the Warner Brothers logo set in the sea floor and then it fades and we move the camera around and we're taking all different kinds of quirky Dutch angles to get to the next logo and it's, you know, the DC logo with Batman throwing the bat signal until the DC logo shows up and then it does a hard cut on windows being beaten down and window shutters being beaten down by a storm. That is almost identical to the way that Snyder starts off *Man of Steel* with the Warner Brothers logo inset within like Kryptonian architecture, which then the camera does Dutch angle, mo- like weird angle moves, till it gets to like uh, I think Legendary or something like that, or Viacom, yeah. and then it, and then it eventually gets a syn copy, and then it does a hard cut on. Uh, Cal L being born. Essentially, you see his mother's face screaming in pain as she's giving birth to Cal. Yeah, This is a movie that is all about establishing, you know, through flashback, but hard edits and interesting, like, you know, purposeful, like, logo changes that are specific to this film. Like, this is, they were trying to call back the Man of Steel, and I really liked that in the beginning. I was really digging it. It was nice to see a movie that was just directed as well. Like yeah, this. it was th- exactly like he was actually able to direct it. Remember
0: how the opening of Suicide Squad starts, where like it it starts and then restops and then starts again. It, like it's it three has like open four openings at least. Yeah, I,
1: I think it's like three opens, yeah, because you get like prison, then you get an Amanda Waller open, and then you get like a dead then shot t- open. Did
0: no, you get the titles after Amanda Waller? It's like why are the
1: titles happening now? That could have happened at any point. Three people yes. made
0: a cut of this movie and did, had different opens in each one, and some executive was like, "I oh, like all there three of them." was
1: a house in new
0: orleans uh, yeah no the they called
1: that, that when you hear that you're just right away you're like oh god is every song going to be like exactly what's going on screen
0: this movie starts like a movie uh and and you know, i was immediately like oh this this is just one but the, this is just one movie i didn't get my rating uh i'm gonna give it four and a half a solid four and a half i still think man of steel is the best that we've gotten this is easily easily my second favorite
1: so, Felk, just real quickly while you're pointing out your rating and you just mentioned Man of Steel again. So, Coolboy Nation, just as we can just do a quick <laughs> recap, Felk and myself both really had a love it rating of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Wonder Woman, and our only hates were Suicide Squad and Justice League, two films that are crippled by post-work. And yeah. we can both say the theatrical version of Batman v Superman also equally crippled by post-work. This movie, Aquaman, Could have easily been crippled in post if they try to like, you know what, why don't we cut out the whole desert scene? And like, can we also move past, like, I don't know, the Greek village and, ooh, I don't know if we really need this like one sequence like where Aquaman battles Orm in the beginning or gets captured in Volko's, you know, hut. Like they could have really chopped this fucking movie up and they didn't.
0: It feels like it. Well, I keep wanting to say it feels like one movie, but it it, it feels like seven movies at once. It's a fucking insane yeah, movie. But it's like two movies than me, it, but I get what you mean. It it feels like one cohesive vision. It does not feel like this was pieced together or recon or, or restructured or anything. It feels like they just gave James Wan money and let yeah. him let him make this fucking movie.
1: What, so if Kenneth Branagh, like when he was making Thor, had a little bit more leeway to kind of just play a little bit more in the folklore and like the theatrics of Thor's world in Asgard and the characters in his life in Asgard yeah. before they run off to Jotunheim and then he gets banished to Earth, that's what Aquaman is. Aquaman is like they they let you bathe in all of the elements of Atlantis well, well enough to the point where you finally can really grasp it and then you kind of are able to then go on the journey that he has to go on, similar to Thor. I mean, let's be let's be honest, Aquaman is very similar to Marvel's Thor, Marvel's MCU Thor. Obviously, Marvel has Namor, and I'm not referring to that. I just mean the MCU. I guess, uh, there,
0: this movie definitely cribs from, I guess, Thor. I, I mean, I was thinking of so many movies while watching this. We'll, How to Train Your Dragon Part Two we'll come into that later. Yeah, I'm still uh, curious. Uh, but... Um, black panther with all the fucking the injured when they when they go into atlantis that was like okay they're trying to yeah, kind of make this panther. like black panther mm-hmm. uh they're kind of trying to do, do uh, thor there's a fucking fast and the furious-esque chase <clears throat> slash fight through i thought it was italy um there
1: there, it, there was fucking it's like an italian or it's a greek like fishing village i think it's greek there's Lord of the
0: Rings style shit underwater.
1: Uh, there, there's
0: and there's just like old fashioned like um, Christopher Reeves, Richard Donner, Richard Donner Superman. So it's like there's there's so much in this movie, yet, yet none of it feels like I, ha- I I've seen it before. I mean, there was Avatar. Avatar was. Fu- I kept thinking of Avatar throughout this whole movie with all the fucking bioluminescence they pull in there, and I yeah. was just like. This is so fucking crazy that this movie is reminding me of Avatar, and yet it was a joke, kind of, that James Cameron would direct Aquaman. And here's Mm. James Wan doing a better—I mean, I actually think this might be a better movie as a whole than Avatar. Uh, I mean, Avatar is— Felt so unique at the no, time. And now I, I don't now
1: know. I honestly, I, I'm, I'm stuck in. The, I love Avatar a lot more than this, for sure. Yeah, well, but, but still, like Avatar
0: felt so fucking like you've never seen that before. And with yeah. this, it's like, well, now even like. Warner Brothers and James Wan are doing this and it's like not the most uh, super huge event movie ever. It's just like a a number six in their fucking failures. Uh, But this one, not that they're all failures. That's just how people perceive them, that the entire DCFU has been a a failure. But I don't I don't know how someone could walk out of this movie like this movie is better than a lot of Marvel movies. Um, Definitely made me
1: like like, you want to put this up against Ant-Man and the Wasp. (laughs) you know? Oh, it's kind of funny because they both have sequences where you find the old mother, like, you know, having lived in another world for a a long period of time. Yeah, you
0: thought she was dead, but she's actually this, like, uh, now, like, kind of badass using, like, the the tools of what you thought killed her to uh, survive. That's what happens in How to Train Your Dragon 2!
1: That is. That is exactly what happens in How to Train Your Dragon 2. I was thinking of that the entire time. I was like, this is the twist in that movie. It is. Okay, totally. And, And what's even more funny, I guess, is when they do that, they go into like some random like ice cave that is, you know, has dragons in it and, uh, and train your dragon, too. And, you know, it's a that that mom and it's like all these dragons, whatever, flying everywhere and living everywhere. And this one it's dinosaurs. Yeah. And then, so, I, I, like this movie throws dinosaurs in and it just never comes back to it. At some point, I guess we will. I do love how they threw up the title cards because I felt like, thank you for holding my hand. I'm not big on Aquaman lore. I have never read an Aquaman comic book in my life. I have read Aquaman in Justice League comics, but I've never, like, went and picked up, like, an Aquaman comic written by Jeff Johns, who I know is, no. like, supposed to be amazing. Jeff Johns, whatever, like, you know, amazing. But I still never went and picked it up. No.
0: Uh, and he's not really that big of a character in Justice League in the uh – uh
1: I don't like him in Justice League, honestly. No. I didn't wait, wait, like. Wait, I'm Momoa talking about I'm talking about the
0: DC animated universe. Oh, okay, sorry. The, the DC animated universe. There's like two episodes about Aquaman. He's not like a big deal.
1: But his episodes in that are fucking awesome. I think yeah. it's Justice League Unlimited. And he has to cut his fucking hand he off to off, save yeah. his son. Yeah. Ugh, oh, badass. Um, and Justice League the movie. Yeah. I did not like Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman at all. I I kind of found it to be really one note. It was really stupid. And I just didn't like his the way he meshed in the end because of his personality traits. In that they toned him down so much for this movie that it actually made him redeeming. Like to me, to ha- have him in the role, and I was like, I just I got shades of fucking Nathan Drake in this movie like a bunch. Like especially this whole second act is like straight out of Uncharted. I liked him in
0: this. I, I thought he was he was actually charming. I didn't hate him in uh, Justice League. Um, I just didn't feel really any way of about- my man. Ride ain't over yet. (laughs) My man. Yeah, the my man shit. uh, Like they kind of tried to make him into uh, a surfer bra, you know? What's up, bra? Like, and that worked worked for me because it's like, okay, surfer, Aquaman, good enough. But you didn't know who he was as a character, and they they kind of expect you to accept him. This like clearly you do these movies. yes, Marvel got it right. You don't do Thor after Avengers. You know, you do Thor first and then you go Avengers. Yeah. And you 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 have everyone who needs their own movie, their own movie, and then you make the movie where they all team up. Instead, you get, like, just cramming in Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman into a movie where none of them are established.
1: Yeah, I feel like if we had established Aquaman beforehand <laughs> with this film or a film like this film, I really would have dug his character more in, in Justice League. I think I would have enjoyed the humor more rather than it coming off so unappealing. And then that would have allowed things for like Justice League to really focus on characters like Cyborg, which clearly the movie wanted to do and they just were like, "No, no, no. Too much CGI. Can we have him wear a sweatshirt most of the time?"
0: Yeah, I don't this, yeah, um and also it just it sets them up for weird shit where like Atlantis in Justice League <laughs> It looks like it's like 10 feet under the ocean and it is mostly just crap. <laughs> like it's just like rubble and shit. I mean, maybe that wasn't Atlantis, but why they keep the mother box there?
1: Exactly. So that's a big problem. And it's unfortunate that Justice League creates this problem. And yeah, I did try to deter myself from like connecting that. But while I'm watching this movie and I'm seeing like how amazing Atlantis is and how like Tron legacy it's like you know, at times and – I'm just like watching this movie. I'm like, why'd you stick the fucking mother box like in a shallow sea somewhere, like in, in some rubble? Like you have clearly incredible hydro cannons. Yeah. Wait. Why, why were that? Why was it like abandoned to be like left on its own? You have underwater Wakanda, basically. Yeah, basically. I did not like how they pretended that I. They never really. Okay, so Wakanda. In Black Panther, they definitely are like, "This is how we're hiding ourselves." Wink, wink. Yeah. They never really did that in Aquaman. I found that a little frustrating. I was like, "Come on, you have to explain to me how the world of man has never found you."
0: I think I thought it was visual, but basically, they they go under the water. They go all the way down to like the the ground. And you then, mean when the
1: flashback when the Volko's training him how to swim?
0: No, when they're in the ship and Mira's first taking him to Atlantis. There's a there's a moment that's exactly like the Black Panther moment where she's going down into underwater and you Yeah, see she goes
1: through some like underwater caves. Yes. He
0: thinks she's about he thinks she's about to hit the bottom of the ocean, and she goes, So, like there's an ocean under the ocean. There's an ocean under the earth's core that we know about. The deepest depths that we know, like the Mariana Trench, leads to yet another ocean under or- Earth's core. And that that goes all the way to the center of the earth, which is where uh, Nicole Kidman was, like, where she, where she was found. because I love the, that that's the called the center, center of, of
1: the Earth. The center of the
0: Earth. So between the center of the Earth no, no, and the they ocean. No, no, they call it
1: the Earth's core. because they, yeah, the
0: they consider, like, this the ocean that we know to be, like, right next to the surface.
1: Yeah, well.
0: Even deep under the ocean, where submarines would be.
1: like, the way, like, you have James Cameron out there and Bob Ballard out there, like, you know, exploring that nobody's come across any... Evidence. I mean, obviously, I guess at this point you have the characters established in this film alone that are looking for evidence, right? And like, and then you have these pirates. Like, Black Manta's dad is clearly knows about something going on with undersea creatures that might be manlike. Because as soon as something like hits the sub, he like they're like something hit us, or he's like he's like we crashed into something, and his dad means like, oh son, that was nothing other than sea people. So. I don't remember
0: th- that line. I, I do I do think I I, I would have liked a little bit more of like. Have you ever seen the fucking Disney movie uh,
1: called Atlantis or like Treasure yeah. Pla- Treasure Island? No, it's not Treasure Island. That's a different movie. But yes, Atlantis, Lost Empire, whatever, something like that. I yeah. saw
0: it. Well, I saw cause, like 45 minutes of it because I worked in a movie theater. And that movie did a good idea, uh, explanation for like where Atlantis is that it's like, it's absolutely, actually under like the core that we call the mantle. And I thought that's what was going on here, where there's this, this isn't the sea that we know. This isn't like right next to like ships. But that's when their you surface. look up
1: from Atlantis and you can see like the surface of the ocean, you're not that deep. You can't you never could look up and see the surface of I'm the pretty ocean. sure there are a few shots when they like panned up and you could see like the surface of the ocean
0: uh, maybe that was the surface of the the, the underneath ocean so that, the, that with the that,
1: sunlight blasting through maybe no no, all, no they explained that,
0: that 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 there's no light down there except bioluminescence but your their eyes atlantean eyes adjust so that 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 looks like bright sunlight they're they're in total darkness she said that Your eyes can, or no, no, Willem Dafoe says that. Like, your eyes will adjust to the darkness, and then his eyes turn orange, and then he can see just based on, like, jellyfish.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. By the way, let's talk about that for a second. So, what the fuck? Okay, so I was, like, hoping that they would explain, like, how they can rocket propel themselves through water. Now, in Man of Steel, they don't really explain how Superman can fly, but they kind of show you that, like, when he's just learning to fly in like whatever it is, Alaska. Yeah. He's affecting the gravity around him and, and, and elements around him, whether it be like, you know, snow rocks, pebbles. Yeah. It's lifting around him. Right. Yeah, and they it's do also the being caught too. up in his, it's being caught up in like his, his, his turbulence. Right. Yeah.
0: That's, there's a line explaining it too. With uh Russell Crowe says, uh, Earth's uh, gravity is, is uh, far weaker, but its environment far more nourishing. So it's it's reasonable to assume that the li- life on Krypton had to evolve an ability to manipulate gravity around it just to survive the intense gravity. But since he's on Earth, he can use
1: that to fly. Exactly. So it's, it's set up there. Like, there are enough little breadcrumbs in the trail to be able to make the connection if you're paying attention to the movie. Yes. Aquaman... It's one of the few things where, like, Volko, uh, Willem Dafoe's character is just kind of like, oh, we can do so much more. But when he says so much more, Aquaman himself, Arthur, and Volko are already in a full sprint underwater. Like, we never learn how they're able to just, like, launch themselves through the water. And I really wish there was a little bit more there other than simply, like, I guess you could say the breadcrumbs in this one are that Volko is like, there's more that we can do. And he said that line at that moment. And you see Mara has control over water. Yeah, but they but never really else establish No one else does, and that's part of the comics, right? But like, nobody else does. So that clearly is not how they're all swimming. Except he kind of
0: can't control water occasionally. Aquaman does. He doesn't. he doesn't. Justice League.
1: What? Okay, I guess the trident was supposed to be the one that controlled water in that scene too. I don't know what the hell is going his on. His powers are a little vague. Well, see, the problem is, is you take any of his power sets from Justice League and compare it to his power sets in this movie, and it doesn't really make sense. No. It's like, okay, we didn't really establish that he's bulletproof, but good to know <laughs> that yeah. he's bulletproof in this movie. But not knife proof. I did like the action scenes um, in the film. But you know what? Th- one thing I really did not enjoy, and we got it a lot with flashbacks with Volko, and we got it when we saw the opening flashbacks with like Tamora Morrison and um, uh, Nicole Kidman. The, youth- the youthizing CGI of this one, the de aging. Pretty good. I didn't like it in this. I thought it was like they they bit off more than they could chew. I wasn't sure if they're are they working with the same company Marvel's working with. No, I'm not. Definitely not. It's it seemed like like Willem Dafoe wasn't horrible, but it just felt like okay, you gave him a, you gave him a facelift. Nicole Nicole Kidman, they try to make her pudgier in the face like she was back in Days of Thunder, mm-hmm. and it just came off as like this weird like a uh, blob added to her face of just CGI, like for cheeks. And Tamora Morrison, his his cheeks, nose, and smile were all off. The only thing that matched up was like his teeth and his eyes. Everything else just looked painted on his face. I
0: I, I did not find either distracting. I, I Honestly, really I, would, distracting. I would compare them to what we've seen from, from Disney. Uh, better uh, in some cases. No they, way. Oh, Michael coo-
1: Douglas is like incredible. The, Michael
0: okay. Douglas is incredible, but they couldn't fucking handle fifteen seconds of
1: Carrie Fisher. She looks no, weird. They, they couldn't. They couldn't. You're right. It's not and even that. It's like eight seconds. Hope. And they they uh, ta- Tarkin. I mean, the whole movie Tarkin isn't perfect. Tarkin looks weird. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think what they, the best way they could have done Tarkin was if they shot him through that reflection in the glass, and that was like our only real scene with him. That would have been badass. Or just recast them if they, if you want to have Tarkin have that much dialogue. Well, they just tried that with Solo, and it did not pay off recasting.
0: That's because you're recasting Harrison Ford, not Peter Cushing.
1: Yeah, and William December Williams. Who's William December Williams? Billy D.
0: Oh, <laughs> could you say Billy D. Williams?
1: Never. Keep his podcast rolling. Woo! Keep it going. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, out of out of the out of the Disney, uh, I honestly thought. Um, in Civil War, that Tony doesn't look so good either as CGI, but I also attribute that to being part of BARF, right? That's the CGI real-time rendering that the audience was watching.
0: Okay. Even though uh, Hope Davis and, and whatever her name is, is it Hope Davis? And uh, and uh, John Slattery look <laughs> normal because they're just... Perfect. Still, they're regular yeah. ages.
1: Yeah, well, their, their, their CGI renderings were amazing. They just didn't get, you know, enough rendering done on... Uh, on on Robert yet, or I guess uh Tony.
0: Thank God they weren't doing that shit with uh, Captain America and, and tried to like CG fifty years off John Slattery because I like Dominic Cooper in that in that, in that one role. i never mm-hmm. watched a, a Peggy Carter.
1: We're way we off topic here, but he's, like uh, he's not very good in the first season of Agent Carter. I didn't really care for him in that role. Uh.
0: Well, I, I, I just recast. In this case, they could have just recasted those roles, too. I mean, or, or just cast somebody the appropriate age rather than see. She, Nicole Kidman's in it as young more than she is in it as old. So why not just keep put old age makeup on a younger actress? Because that works better. Also, because that, that ruined it to me. I knew she was coming back. You seem to think, you seem uh, like I caught you off guard. But I, I was like the whole time, like Nicole Kidman's not really dead. We're going to see her again. Why the fuck else would they cast somebody who's really 60 to to only play CG 30 person in her 30s? Like that didn't make, or, or late 20s. Mm. Like that didn't make any fucking sense. Like, clearly we're going to see her Old as well. I mean, maybe just to line up with Tamara Morrison because he was still alive. But I, I knew that was happening because otherwise, they, otherwise, you run into like the, like weird shit where like like it's like um, what's an example? like it's Prometheus. Star Trek. No, no. Well, yeah, Prometheus Originally is a good they had example. to cast
1: Guy Ritchie for a dream sequence. Excellent. Guy Ritchie.
0: Ex- no, yeah, he's done that before, Guy Pearce. God, uh, God. But yeah, it's you know what else had that is 2009's Star Trek where Winona Ryder is like 4 years older than uh, Zachary Quinto, but she plays his mom in old age makeup because they just cut out the scenes where she was her own age that were flashbacks right. to young Spock. Mm-hmm. So it's just like like that's weird fucking shit. So like don't just avoid that. And, and, uh, well, in this case, you wouldn't have cut out that stuff. They knew it was going to be in the movie. Just use, just put young, put old age makeup on young people. Don't, don't do it the other way. Mm hmm. Don't do it the other way around. Don't do it. Imagine if Harry Potter was played by a man in his 40s, CG'd to be young the entire time, just so that in the very last movie, when you see him be 40,
1: <laughs> the epilogue <laughs> when he's got kids <laughs> they,
0: they, 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 they could have had the actual they actor. hired
1: they hired Tom Selleck and then they just de-aged him the whole time
0: <laughs> right. Tom Selleck as Harry Potter is an interesting film uh, can you imagine? Well, they,
1: of, and they demustached him the whole time too, and it was a horrible baby mouth on Harry Potter for for ten years.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, you you mentioned this earlier. Speaking, Tom Selleck reminds me of Indiana Jones because he's the one true Indiana Jones. No, he's uh, not. And uh, no, he's not. Um, River Phoenix is, of course. Um, oh, no. he, he. You know, there was Indiana Jones shit in this movie too. I for, I forgot to mention that of like move of like the seven movies that this movie has. I guess you mentioned Uncharted, which is just.
1: It's more Uncharted to me than Indiana. Sure, sure. But, I mean, Uncharted
0: is just modern-day, or yeah, Indiana. So it's like that shit was in there, too. There was so much movie in this movie.
1: So much movie. I can see people not liking this movie because of that. Like, the, easily thinking it's just convoluted as fuck and yeah. that it could have been streamlined. It and could I'm have sure been. there is a streamlined movie in here, but you have to script that streamlining early on. You just don't cut it out because you can't just cut it out of this film.
0: Well, you I mean, it would be tough. You, the one thing I would say to lose would be just all Black Manta. Like that didn't need to I be in this movie. I loved Black Manta though. He was good. All of a sudden, stuff was fine, but it was just like this movie didn't need a secondary villain, too.
1: Oh my god, dude, fucking uh, Black Black Manta was amazing. I I thought every time he was on camera, I was screaming his name. I love that we got Depeche Mode, fucking Tony Stark building the arc reactor. Oh, yeah, Iron Man Two
0: him. is in here too because the villain b- building the fucking shit to fight yeah. the hero is like from Iron Man fucking Two. There's so much in this movie.
1: Yeah, that was I, weird. But I loved it, and they cut to Depeche Mode. I'm gonna take my time. That was
0: weird. That was that. Was I loved it, dude. I
1: was sitting in the theater just fucking rocking out, I, and I was singing myself. I got all the time in the world. To make you mine, oh fuck yeah!
0: That was that was weird. Awesome. That was a weird scene that did not. Um, need to be dude, a movie.
1: okay, okay. Talk about music, the score, I think was bipolar, because there was times when the score was just like super like down the middle superhero score with you know Ugh. fanfare and shit, and then there's times all of a sudden it was like synthwave, Daft Punk, Tron Legacy style score,
0: or Thor Ragnarok stuff.
1: Or Thor Ragnarok, yeah, like Mother's uh, Mark, Mother's Bob. but like, yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. I was like, whoa! But I really there was liked- also
0: this weird cue that came in every so often. It was like that Sicario, like, mm-hmm. like kind of, yeah. I was like, what do you uh, mean? I was like, okay, uh, that that that. And then there's also this weird guitar riff that early on. I, I mean, I, I thought maybe my projector fucked up, but like, I think this is in the movie where like. Where Aquaman Jason Momoa comes, this is the very opening on the submarine. He he yeah. comes through like smoke, and it does like a like a stuttery like uh, like like ten frames a second kind of uh, thing. Yeah, like, it does. It that, does. And a guitar riff comes on. I was like, what the fuck was that?
1: Yeah, that's okay. So that's when they took like their normal whatever it was twenty four frames a second uh, recording they did on on film and and or video whatever. Yeah, and then they just video. slowed it down fifty percent, so it, you got double <laughs> framing. Like, that was awesome. Like, that was great. I thought they that just, was weird. It took me out of the movie a little bit. It just... totally takes you out of the movie because all of a sudden you're like, what am I watching? An 80s film all of a sudden? Like, they don't know about frame rates when they shot this, but it's clearly on purpose. How did you see the movie? IMAX or? No, I um, I didn't. I'm unfortunately, you know... I, I I had to watch this movie in just a normal, you know, uh, 285 to 1 aspect ratio and a small theater. Um, not a super small theater because they really don't exist anymore. But um, this was like, you know, like a, a, a small theater in the sense that it was a big screen and not too many rows because they just fill it up with luxury seating now. Okay. But um, yeah, it was, um, it was a good experience. I kind of after seeing it, I was like, yeah, I guess I would have liked to have seen the IMAX version of this. I heard there was like. 23% more movie. Yet? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Or uh, 3D even. I could see this movie being interesting. in. Yeah.
1: I, okay. Here's an issue I had. So we talked about this in our holiday movies, gang bang, uh, episode 98. Um, <laughs> that's a bad episode. shooting the film. Dry for wet bugged me. It, they did a great job. Yeah. They there's no great if, job. It
0: worked for me. It worked? Yeah, it worked for me. Had they put these people in in real tanks, I would have just been like, I would have seen the person being underwater. This this wasn't underwater. This was like Atlanteans underwater. So it it shouldn't feel
1: like a human being underwater. Yeah, but okay. My issue isn't that like, yeah, that felt more natural probably, like people being in like water that live in water. But like, it was just the fact that like, the hair was CGI blowing in the water. I could not stop staring at like how bad the hair looked Jason Momoa's beard was 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 moving around in the water and it looked like at times that they were just simply like distorting it yeah. to make it look like it was moving rather than actually like animating it. I know,
0: I know you didn't pl- play Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'm pretty sure the hair tech that was created by Guerrilla Games for that that PS4 exclusive uh was used for this movie because they had the way to do like hair real time uh because because th- this movie was probably CG like very quickly, considering how, how it wasn't like Avatar where they worked on it for six six years or whatever. This was like this was adjusted after the other movies came out, but it still feels as expensive. Almost as as, as Avatar.
1: Yeah, but there's times when they put this like underwater filter on the lens, you know, for um Whenever they were underwater and it was like this weird, all of a sudden, like distortion effect. Yeah. And like, and it just came off so fake.
0: I I, I would prefer they not have done the distortion effect. I agree that that was distracting because it's like we're underwater with them and we're only seeing light the way they see light. So shouldn't we maybe not have that distortion?
1: Yeah. We're not using our own eyeballs here. We're using their eyeballs. We're, the, we're, we're, we're a vessel with them, essentially. Yeah. We might as well be partaking in their powers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, honestly for those little faults, I still thought the movie was a lot of fun. I liked it as a DC film. I liked it as a comic book film. I thought it flourished in being a comic book film. I thought it was great in opening up Aquaman's world. It made me more interested in seeing an Aquaman two. And I, I, but I did think that Orm played by Patrick Wilson was way better than I expected. Yeah, he's
0: good. Patrick wilsons I, I like that James Wan carried over an actor he likes that he he worked with.
1: Uh, De Niro, like De Niro and Scorsese or something like that, yeah. Well, I mean, he's made well, at least,
0: I guess it's just The Conjurings then he's worked with them before Bond, but like he brought more to this role than you'd expect him to. He was, this movie is a reverse Black Panther, right? I mean, it's, it's basically the guy who's already king wants to wage war on the people that have been injusticing them. And there's a slightly different reason yeah. why he hasn't been able to. You're do are right. That. And the or new guy—he's
1: following Killmonger's story as opposed to following T'Challa's story.
0: Well, except he's already king, and just J- J- Chala is the one who has to challenge him. And rather than
1: that being... no, no, no. Look at it the other way. Killmonger is the half breed, yeah. right? So so is so is Aquaman, and T'Challa is the pure breed, and so is Orm. So. All, we're watching Killmonger's story and and rooting for Killmonger to win this time
0: it's because, because this this Aqua Killmonger doesn't what is the one who's opposed to the war and yeah, is the city yeah, exactly, king who wants yeah. to, to wage war. You're
1: right. T'Challa is waging war in this one. Yeah. I also really I really saw lots of uh, Thor and Loki.
0: I guess uh, there's not really
1: a trickster vibe to. No, but the I, I felt like the brotherliness was there. Like, even when they were, like, they, they've known each other for such a short period of time, there was blood love. Like, that existed. And I didn't, I, you don't get any of that from uh, Eric Killmonger and uh, T'Challa. Like, no, You never no, really no, get that dogs. blood. Like they, like, they love each other. Like, T'Challa's willing to respect him out of, you know, the fact that he is a relative and that he is a true Wakandan. But that's about it. it they seems, could right? Aquaman could have
0: dropped the entire challenging him thing. Because that didn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> I think that was just in there because it happens in Black Panther.
1: Yeah, and I guess the only reason they did it was to have him lose the trident.
0: Uh, yeah, that yeah, he well, gets yeah. in Justice League. But he was sort of replaced it anyways.
1: Well, it's soon, yeah. I mean, well, but I guess it gives like he does argue, like, I don't need one, I've got this one. huh. <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah, that was that was a good joke. I like that. Uh, I like that little moment.
1: Yeah, and I kind of like I liked how they did the um the flashback to Atlantis and like what happened and all that type of stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, speaking of Atlantis, Atlanta, Orm, and all these other like sea people, Amber Heard. Oh yeah, let's talk As- about Mara. What happened? What happened? What? <laughs> That's what she says when uh, Johnny Depp goes. Oh, did something, something happened, happened to you. you? This morning? I don't I know, think, I so. think so, motherfucker. Fucker. What happened? Motherfucker. What happened? You want to see crazy? Don't give me. Oh, you're crazy. Are you crazy? Have you drunk this
0: whole thing this morning? Oh, you got this. You
1: got this going. Oh, I it. oh
0: really? Oh, you thought you were recording this? <laughs> uh, um, oh, domestic abuse. She might be. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who have called her. Uh, A a gone girl, Um, uh, which means, you know, a manipulative, crazy person. And uh, for all we know, Johnny Depp was roofied that morning by Amber Heard. Although other evidence suggests that he's drunk on the job while he's making millions of dollars from Disney. So it's possible that maybe Amber Heard is not... As evil or manipulative as 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 some other celebrities who are friends of Johnny Depp have claimed. Um,
1: is she a good actress? Ah, uh, she's fine in this. Yeah. See. Okay. Okay. So Patrick Wilson is super campy and chews on the scenery and whatnot as Orm. Yeah, he, he knows know, what he's doing. The Ocean Master, right? Yeah. Mara Amber Heard. Doesn't really portray that the same way. She portrays the campiness, but I don't. I don't believe it as much.
0: I will say she is a better actress than Olivia Munn. Oh God, yeah, for sure. And that's a bar. That's that's the only person I'd really favor her compar- comparably to. Um,
1: I didn't think. I didn't think. Better than Katie Holmes. Terrible.
0: Better than Katie Holmes.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, for sure. Yes. Uh, absolutely. From Batman Begins. Yeah. In terms she's of the- better than that. There's a one shot I love, and it's so sexploitation. It's near the end, and it's involving Mera, of course. Um she swims up to Aquaman essentially to give him a kiss in the middle of all the explosions going I like on underwater. That shot. I like that shot. She, she's good ass. It's it's slightly underneath them, so it's shooting up. And it's, I called, felt, while I was watching it, it was the booty shot. Yeah. Because it just pans around and you see Mara just swim up, place her booty, perfectly in camera angle. And then the camera goes around staring at her ass. Then we go to Momoa's ass and we just get this glorious angle of Momoa's ass too. <laughs> in the tightest green Aero Flynn like fucking styled like uh, uh tights. Except these are muscular shiny tights. And, and I was just told get, he had
0: Amber Heard.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he blocks her for a second. You have to stare at his ass. And then the camera ends where we began, and we just get to see two curvaceous asses just right there on screen. And this leads me to my next point. We then go through this incredible <laughs> underwater battle, right? Which we can get to in a bit. We can go back to in a bit. But we go up to the surface where Orm wants to fight, you know, Arthur. But this time they're going to fight him somehow in the you know on on in Arthur's territory cuz that makes sense and and every time Arthur's on the shot he is framed so his dick in these green tight pants is on display and he is packing so much heat
0: I didn't notice any of this You
1: didn't you didn't notice all of Jason Momoa was packing heat like the entire fucking like scene in these green pants
0: I do remember the dicks being like kind of visible like
1: there, it's okay there're scenes when like people are walking up behind him and in the shot in the shot, Jason Moe's character should be standing like sideways with the fucking trident. But because it's framed for a movie, he's standing straight at the camera with his dick yeah. just fully yeah. on display. And the camera pulls back and slowly reveals how much dick is on
0: display. Yeah, usually it is a nondescript kind of like bulge. And this one
1: you talk to Brandon Ruth. Talk to Brandon
0: Ruth. Ah. Because he's got a
1: small dick? Ah! No, Brandon Ruth's dick was so large as Superman, they actually, the art department, the costume department, had to tape him down so his Superman wasn't bulging so much. They they tend to take the time to taper down the male junk in superhero films so it's not on so much display. This is the first time in a superhero film, in a modern superhero film, yeah. I saw them just go, fuck that. Cod piece it out, just like Dick Grayson and Batman Forever coming down the steps. Oh like man. It is, it's it's wagging. It, <laughs> it is
0: exactly the same green cod piece. It is huge. His dick actually kind of like moves back and forth when he's walking on the stairs. The cod piece forever.
1: moves, but his dick is what's making the cod piece move. It's it's,
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, is James Wan gay? I don't know. That would explain it. Because I mean, it definitely explains it. The like Brian Singer's like, oh no, Brandon's got a he's got a jock or maybe a clean cut or maybe a rugged dick, but I like twink dick. Desize it. Shrink De-size it. Shrink it. it in
1: post. Shrink it down. Nips. Um, well, speaking of nips, I, I thought, I thought uh, Amber Heard looked great um, as Mara, and I, and I, so I didn't hot. find her so believable, but she didn't detract from the film.
0: She just fucked a lot of weird men.
1: And um, I would say Jason Momoa and her had pretty good chemistry. She dated Elon Musk. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I w- I would love to date Elon Musk. Yeah, it's
0: just it's just a weird. She's a, she's a weird person. She does not mind being leered at sexually. I mean, and I'm basing that largely off her Top Gear interview where she's just like, you know, she was promoting that fucking Nick Cage movie that I always think forget is not Ghost Rider. Um, mm-hmm. Drive to Hell. Drive Angry? No, drive Angry. Drive Angry. She's just talking about like, I'm in short shorts and I got my tits like all pushed up. You'll love it. Watch the movie. The films that you've been in previously haven't really allowed you to indulge this passion for guns and muscle cars, I guess, really. What was the Pineapple Express, Zombieland? And then there was, what was that one where you were naked pretty much throughout? What was that?
1: The Informers. The Informers. Yeah, yeah, that one. I've
0: watched that a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's why people watch it at all, you know? <laughs> I'm watching it now. Uh, come back to me, come back to me. But the new movie, the new movie, yeah. Drive Angry in yeah. 3D, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. This is just obviously written with you in mind. I, I, I lo- this movie is so f- cool. It is just
1: all, <laughs> it is, it's, 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 gu- it's loud guns, fast cars, and short shorts, on me, not Nicolas Cage. She's a slut. <coughs> I was going <laughs> to say something along that line. <laughs> it's complete horror. What a trick, <laughs> man. I'm going
0: to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up Christian, for a second, all right? It's like she does not mind having guys look at her. And obviously, I mean, uh, I'm sure other actresses. You're not you're not putting Emma Watson in a costume like that. She's like, this is such creating. You can see my breasts. I'm calling the U.N. But Amber Heard's like, yeah, my ass is right here. Put the camera lower because because I don't I don't I don't have like acting talent, (laughs) really. So she she uses her assets and she uses them. Well, she's she's watchable in this movie. Her hair is distractingly fake.
1: Other than that. uh, Yeah, it's way too red, far, far (laughs) too red. So her hair didn't look like that red in Justice League. It looks like like James Wan took it another level. Well, you never see her above water in Justice League. You don't, but you do see her hair like, and oh, and also, um, she apparently was in you know the Icelandic scene in the beginning of Justice League. She apparently was in the original edit, the original cut. She's in that scene. No. Huh. And so there's that's one of the very first stills that was released of Justice League was her coming out of the water at that village.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that was from Justice League. It was weird that she's yeah. like she's not she's under she's only underwater in the movie. And well, that they, shot they, and that shot of her like her tits like bouncing at the screen is just in the trailer and it's not in the real movie.
1: No, it's in it's in it's in the film, except it's they push in. So if what we were watching in the trailer was like hundred percent scale. They push it into like 133 to 150% scale and push in on that shot so it's way less sexualized. I think it's a different shot. I don't think it's pushed in the same way. Oh, thing. it is. No, it's the same because she does this whole thing. Like She does with her arms. She's no, like this slowing is, down. She did this. I mean, have you ever seen how
0: David Fincher shoots? He'll, somebody picks up a napkin. He'll get fucking 40 takes of it. That they, they was got, not
1: Justice League, though, Felk.
0: <laughs> well, Yeah. They didn't they didn't they maybe they didn't get a lot of coverage. I don't know. I don't I, think
1: they got much coverage. I think Joss pretty much went into the editing bay, cut the movie, and then wrote a script over the weekend that would match and fill the holes up, and then went and just essentially for the next few months shot yeah. those holes.
0: Zach isn't actually known for a lack of coverage that he he's very specific about only shooting what he'll use and doesn't use a second unit. So
1: Which makes his films feel unique. And I know people don't like Zack Snyder, and a lot of people hate him well before Man of Steel, like our own Noli. But like, but like, people have also learned to hate him since Man of Steel and BVS. And I, I, I really appreciate Zack Snyder's style. I think the only film I've watched of his that is just flat on watchable. We've covered it a lot here on Cool Boys. Sucker Punch.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, that that
1: is his only unwatchable movie. It is. And I mean, otherwise, yeah, I get other people can't watch 300. I can. I think it's really fun.
0: I I don't know who can't watch 300 rocks.
1: I like 300. I think Noli doesn't
0: like 300, right? It's it's because he gets conflicted by it. He sees it and he's just like, I want (laughs) to suck that, but I can't. (laughs) Oh,
1: Noli. It's okay. You
0: can do it. Just not when you have AIDS. Yeah. Make make sure they don't have AIDS. Don't snort any AIDS in any (laughs) bathrooms.
1: I love our Noli-Aids plot that we continue here on Cool Boys Podcast, but I don't like it as more as I like the plot from Aquaman! Are trying woo, woo. to bring it back to Aquaman now? Yeah, I'm uh, trying to bring it back to Aquaman. Um, Felk, what would you say the plot of the movie was, really? I'm not going to summarize the entire plot of this movie. It's pretty simple. It's, um, go find the trident and to become king.
0: Yeah, the trident really was a little... T- too much. Okay. That's another thing. Like, like the the, you gotta get the trident. Like Thor spent the last, his last movie, like trying to get a new ax hammer. Uh, and the first Thor
1: is about earning, uh, the right to use the Miannir again.
0: Yeah. 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 So it's like, there was, there was not a whole lot of like, I've never seen it before. It was just like a lot of like, I've never seen it done like this before. And I don't know when he finally gets the trident. I don't know why he also gets a new outfit. Uh, maybe that was also on, king atlanta yeah
1: whatever. they show it like fall off the king because he like dissolves once the trident's pulled out of his hand okay. and then and then it's just like it kind of falls to the ocean floor as if it's like hey put this on now i'm
0: pretty so this, this brings me to something i i really liked uh i believe there is like a weird comic maybe as a crossover or something where like they pose the question that like if cthulhu was real couldn't right. aquaman control him and and there's a shot of uh, I forget which book it is, but it's an H.P. Lovecraft book. It is not the Call of Cthulhu because that's only like, uh, like 50 pages or something. Um, but it's like an H.P. Lovecraft book is on the coffee table in like the very first scene uh, where where Tom Morrison's bringing in CG Nicole Kidman, and I was like, uh, is there gonna be a Cthulhu fucking creature? And there and there is. And I thought that was like they didn't use Cthulhu because that would be ridiculous. But it was, it basically it basically was. And it looked a little, it looked more crustacean, but like, that's basically what it was.
1: So, yeah, they, they, they actually gave it a name in the film. And um, it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a character in the comics. Once again, I, I am not in Aquaman reader, So this yeah. is just from small stuff that I've researched before this film. Um, but uh, yeah, they call it Carrafin, which is very similar to Kraken. So I almost, I didn't think Cthulhu felt, I actually thought Kraken the whole time. No really? Yeah.
0: Because um, it was coming from the depths and, and, and is slumbering and will awaken. And it was also because it was sentient and and could talk, but nobody else could hear it. Uh, and also because of the like the fish people of the trench people, the, the like the, they're like fish monsters. They looked basically exactly like if you've seen any artist's depiction of uh, the shadow over endsmouth, mouth, which is another HP Lovecraft. Oh yeah, the, the, the
1: little yes, the little ones.
0: Yeah, so like the, those. What are they were- Fuck! But what are they
1: called? I know what you mean trench
0: though. people. They're called trench people. The,
1: no, the, no. In the movie, they're called Trent the Trench, right? But what are they called in uh, Lovecraft? They have a name.
0: Uh, d- d- no, it's it, the the book is "The Shadow Over End's Mouth." They're fish people. They're just like fish people.
1: I thought they had an actual name.
0: I don't remember. Yeah, they, I think they do. I did an audio book of it. Uh, but uh, they they yeah. So whatever they're called, End's
1: Folk. <laughs> well, th- yeah. So uh, Carathin, right? Played by Julie Andrews like Julie Andrews? That was Julie Andrews, yeah, who played the voice of her of the Karathen. Mary Poppins Julie Andrews? Yeah. yeah, Mary Poppins, yeah. She came out like film retirement to do some voiceover work. That's fucking weird. I had no idea. Yeah, so she she played the Karathen and and I guess at the end of the movie <laughs> you see the Karathen under Aquaman's control? Yep. Or at
0: least, at least friendship.
1: So, okay, so Aquaman has a creature in Aquaman comics called Topo. And, and and it's something that he controls with, like, a conch shell or something like that, and it's it, it looks like the caraffin looked like in the movie. Like, huh. it has, like, an octopus body with, like, a crustacean shell on top of it or whatever. It's it's a little bit more rounded looking, like, but it's not, like, this, you know, giant kind of Cthulhu-esque, which is, I guess, the Caraffin kind of looked like more Kraken-y, more Cthulhu-y. Yeah, a mesh of the two pretty much. But yeah, it seems like they, they, they combined the two. I, I actually liked that final battle, even though it was kind of like, yay, we're doing the final battle again. Uh, another movie with just a big old final battle again. But this time with the Brill people, who we have not been introduced to at all, yeah. apparently are essentially what, like, dwarves in, like, um, in, like fantasy world, and they're fighting... Dwarves are fighting the elves, yeah. but, right? I mean, that's kind of how it all felt and looked, except we were just underwater.
0: Yeah. There was two
1: fish but it was people. well done. It was interesting to see that kind of world... <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, you know what Austin was good to see? Dolph Lundgren on a movie theater screen.
1: Yeah, even though he just like it was a weird character. Yeah,
0: I mean he didn't have a lot to work with, but he couldn't. He's Dolph Lundgren. He, you can't really give him a lot to work with.
1: So yeah, he played like uh, another kingdom's like king. I, I I can't remember what kingdom he was. It was like other people. Like the that's other, it was, the it was, other like, white people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one one group of white people, another group of white people. And then they had Fisher people, they had the Brill people, they had the Trench, they had, I don't know what, there was like seven kingdoms or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I guess there's, well, maybe the Trench was a kingdom, I don't know. Uh, No, the
1: Trench was a kingdom, it definitely was. Okay, well, they weren't really
0: sentient though, right?
1: (laughs) Well, I think that that's like the one kingdom that's kind of just, you know, they're like uh, like Serenity, right?
0: Yeah, because that's not like the Trench, like the Mariana Trench, because everything was under that water. This was a trench even to them that led all the way to the center of the earth. Yeah, the Earth's core. Yeah, and uh, you don't want you don't want to go down that trench because they're they're very violent.
1: You know what I didn't like? It's in the commercials too, or the trailer. It's when there's the big hit during Orm versus Aquaman one, when um, the audience like looks at each other and so, all, then responds at the exact same time out of like cheer. Yeah, you think they're, they're like, cheering they're like, for Aquaman in the trailer? They're cheering for the villain. They're tra- yeah, they're chilling for warm. Yeah, I I hate that shot in the trailer. I hated that shot in the movie. I cannot stand when fucking a, a collective of one thousand people all stop on a dime and then fucking cheer at once. Like it was. Give me a fucking break. For me,
0: the problem is the same as what they had in, to a lesser extent, Black Panther. They have it in a lot of movies. Uh, they do this in Thor Ragnarok. It's very apparent when you've got like a CG stadium of like. Thousands of people, but you really only have crowd shots of about thirty people. And, oh and yes, Thor Ragnarok, or Ragnarok, maybe it's like a hundred, but like, like you can tell, like, all right, that's the real one, and then so now we're like on a tight shot, right, of, of the audience, but like that's the people they actually have. Like, I don't know if you like, like Gladiator does it actually pretty well, you right? Don't notice but Spartacus
1: it. doesn't it really. But Spartacus
0: is like the the fucking stars budget version of it where yes. it's just like 10 fucking people and it's oh, yeah. like the most fake like it's like, Felk, Felk. like you can see them over and over again
1: Felk, do you remember PJ at, uh, at uh, back at our name redacted where he worked I do Okay, so PJ would always fucking talk about how they would always cut to the crowd shot for Spartacus, and you'd always see this one fat chick with her titties out, always just like, because the the robe just went right perfectly between the cleavage, and she would just always be wet, just throwing her arms up like crazy, and and PJ fucking loved this woman and always would talk about every time she would pop up in, in one of the episodes. That was weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Spartacus was really bad at it. You know what was really good at it for the time, and like looking back now, being like, "Wow, that was 1999. I can't believe they nailed crowd shots in massive CGI stadiums in 1999 in fucking episode one."
0: Yeah. Well, that's. I think is is that entirely CG? I mean, I don't know how they did that.
1: No. No. It's not entirely CG. I mean, they had they had some CGI aliens in the crowd, but a lot of the aliens in the crowd, and of course, we're talking about what felt the pod race. Mm Hmm on on Tatooine. So, um yeah, they 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 did CGI some aliens. There are a lot of extras in CG, or in alien makeup and alien headpieces. Um but they were able to make it not feel like I kept cutting over to the exact same like 50 people in the same shot. No, no, that
0: that movie is not as bad as people say.
1: I fucking have been always saying that because I knew episode 1 was a good movie when I saw episode 2 and went Oh my God. I can't believe episode one is better than that. Two's better and three's better than that, but episode no, five, it's not.
0: <laughs> that, like, even that little detail of like the fact that the sand people, who we just call sand people, <laughs> I guess that's a problem now.
1: Tuscan Raiders, <laughs> Tuscan
0: Raiders, t- Tuscan Raiders. They are called sand people in in, in episode one, our episode four. Uh, Just the fact that the Tuscan Raiders are just they just like camp out and shoot pe- people who are in the pod race in order to, I guess, go down there and kill them and then take their shit. <laughs>
1: I guess. I mean, that's kind of what they do, right? Then they just go sprint down there and they go grab it all up.
0: Yeah. It's just like that. That felt like Star Wars. I want to talk about the the the, the, the stinger because it was pointless. Who's that Asian actor you liked so much from Ant-Man? The Randall Wasp? Park. Randall Park. So he's in this movie for two scenes. I'm not sure who if he's supposed to be a guy from the comics or something, because it was like yeah. weird that like they brought he they is. reminded you who the singer Instinger they remind you who he was, which is guy on the news who believes in Atlantis. Um, and and then they showed that he was saving Black Manta and was kind of fucking around this tech and Black Manta still wants to kill Aquaman. Like, why was that the in Stinger? That should have just been dropped. That really kind of left a weird taste in my mouth.
1: OK, so. That's that's DC, you know, trying to do the whole, come on, we're kind of Marvel, right? Yeah. Like, come on, we're setting up something. But the reality is, is Justice League, you try to set up Lex Luthor and fucking Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke in some kind of upcoming film we'll never see. No. You know, like, it's... I don't think... DC should really take what Marvel's been doing, but I fucking love Black Manna in this. He looks so good. I guess it's a ridiculous costume. It is such a stupid costume. It should never have worked on film. It works so well. I
0: guess. I mean, I, I, I accepted that is like, now we've moved to the point where you can just do this shit.
1: Yeah. Digitally. Right. I mean, cause that's practically what Marvel's been showing us is that you can just put a practical suit on the actor and then just tweak it and clean it up and CGI post with a with some you know nice little magic. You know what they did in this film? They did not do that. There are sequences where Atlanta, Nicole Kidman's character, especially at the end when she finally you know shows up and sees Tamora Morrison on the dock, yeah. by the way, if you're fucking Aquaman's dad and you're like walking your daily walk to the edge of the dock just to maybe see if your wife's there. And then she shows up twenty years, whatever it was later, and she's looking. Hot as fuck. You, I mean, you won the lottery. That's great. Look, she came back and she's amazing. Yeah. She's still amazing. Um, but anyways, uh, she runs up. Elena Scientology runs up is him. good for you. Oh, she's not Scientologist. <laughs> not anymore, but she was for no. like 20 years. <laughs> well, she still looks great with a lot of plastic surgery. Yep. But um, I, I, I really liked how she runs up to Tamora Morrison's de- uh, character and she hugs him. The one true Jane And you see Jango the wrinkles Fett. in her suit. Like it's actually bending and it's not perfect and it's clothing, and I just like I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of like that. There's like a suit, like it's not skin tight, perfect CGI to her hands and looks dead on, like straight out of the comic book pages. It's like, no, this is a a piece of clothing they wear and it wrinkles just like any piece of clothing anyone wears when you bend it. A so, way.
0: yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett was, I think, a mostly CGI body. They smoothed uh, yeah. her out.
1: They, okay, so she was wearing, I would imagine, like the exact same costume material. Nicole Kidman's character yeah, was wearing, right? the except, same material. Yeah, they just except they just cleaned the fuck out of Hella up, so she was one perfect silhouette that yeah. was smooth, and Nicole Kidman's Atlanta just gets, hey, we're going to just let it be a costume. Yeah. And you got to give credit that fucking DC has nailed the costume work across the board. I mean, they take the fuck one fucking ridiculous Aquaman costume no, in this haven't. movie and they make it amazing
0: they have not nailed the costume work across what's the, board?
1: the one movie that they didn't do a good job with costuming Jared Leto yes okay so that's really it though because I really liked what they did with Margot Robbie just minus the tats uh, minus the
0: tats I guess she's not that bad yeah yeah um
1: Jared Leto I will give you is absolutely an atrocity on the character in the costume of Joker okay. yes that's the only one though
0: cyborg looks like he's a
1: ps2 rendering I like cyborgs. I like the design work of it. At least really? I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but like, I like the design work at least. Okay. Those are the, bi- I, it, but the, the CGI on cyborg is fucking God awful. Yeah.
0: Those are the big ones. I mean, they, you can't, they, they didn't stray too far on flash and Batman was, it, it felt okay. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the look, but I think it's, it fits Ben.
1: Yeah, I wonder how it's going to fit the next actor if there's a different actor to take on the role of Batman.
0: I don't know that they can't. They they wanted Jake Gyllenhaal. Now he's like, Nah, I'll be Mysterio.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of weird, weird choice. I don't know. I, you know to... what that choice is to me? Here's what the rule is, right? For I think for actors right now, if you want to be in like one of these big fun Marvel films or D- DC films, but you're ah, eh, you know, I don't really want that big contract. That just maybe bring me back here or there, or write me in another time in a sequel. Go for the villain role. So he probably wanted more creative freedom for picking new roles outside of Marvel. And the best way to do that, be a villain, get killed off or get, you know, imprisoned. And then you're gone for X amount of films. You come back in Infinity War, you know, like uh, fucking Hugo Weaving would have done if he wasn't he wanted a dick. To be Red School again. Yeah. Hugo Weaving is instead, a dick. Instead, felt, who was it? Who was Red School? Uh, Gay Aaron from The
0: Walking Gay Dead. Gay Aaron from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Just because just uh, he was in Atlanta and does a really good Yugo Weaving impersonation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, check out our Avengers: Infinity War spoiler cast for a great spoiler cast.
0: This movie was, I mean, Aquaman, which is what we're talking about right now. Uh, it was, uh, it, it felt. I mean, I don't, I don't think there was any real location shit. I mean, maybe some of the grease stuff. Uh, that was definitely there. Was definitely a set in, in there. Everything else yeah. felt like it was shot on sound stages and front of uh uh, green screens they didn't even go to a lighthouse the lighthouse was cg there's plenty of real lighthouses out there
1: (laughs) that's a good point felk um i think i remember reading somewhere that they actually did go to a fishing village in greece but like i or italy but like i i it didn't look like it It, not one time when they were in that fishing village did it ever feel authentic no it felt like sets and then cg but I kind of like that. I mean that's kind of old-style Hollywood filmmaking realistically. Swashbuckle especially. Oh, but just sets? I mean this another yeah, CG CGI. Not the CG, no. Cuz they didn't have computers then. Um did you then. like did you did you like the chase sequence through uh Greece? It reminded
0: Robert? me a lot of uh not necessarily Fast 7 or yeah, he did 7. It kind of reminded me of Fast 5, which was the the other Asian uh Justin Lin. Lin. <laughs> Lin. But uh it, it had a fast, it, like, he was clearly a play like that. The, the, the big swipe from where it goes from Amber heard, like all the way back out through like a bell. And then it's to uh Jason. Yeah. Uh, that was like, they do a very similar shot in the fast and furious movies. And maybe in seven. I don't, I haven't actually seen seven too, too sad, too sad. Paul, I can't, I can't lose you. Paul seven's good. Eight. Eight's not very good. Okay. I believe you. The last Fast and Furious thing I saw was uh, the horribly distorted view of of the Fast and Furious Universal Studios experience in which uh, Vin Diesel didn't even probably turn off his cell phone when filming a PSA to tell everybody to turn off their cell phones.
1: You no, know, that wasn't his voice. Maybe it was some random other person's voice. It's like, "Hey, this is Dominic Toretto," and I say, "Turn off your cell phones!" and "Thank you so much for having a fun time here at Universal Studios." You're like, "That's not that's not Vin Diesel. Who is that?" Yeah. What's the hell's going on? Um, that that Cool Boy Nation you can find in our Universal Playdate episode. But back to Aquaman. So I kind of said in episode one, and I've been saying it ever since, really, that Aquaman. I felt like we were gonna. Watching the end of the DC EU, yep. and I'm saying that very specifically EU, which is the, the you know the the initials we gave it early on uh, when Zack Snyder was running the game. Um, now it's the DCFU or Worlds of DC, yeah. and I would say this was the definitive end of the DC EU. I think we saw the last glimmers of executive producing by uh, Zack Snyder and Deborah yeah. Snyder.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If they get. I mean, they might still get a credit on Shazam. I'm not, I'm not
1: sure. I don't know either, and I, if that is the case, but I, when you're watching this, you see very slight echoes to the old Snyderverse, we'll call it, I guess. Um, and and that's where this is the last film in that series, and this that is also where this film essentially kills that series, and it moves on into this new DC Marvel-esque. And I call it Marvel-esque because Marvel has owned this style for 20-odd films now. So, I mean... Granted, it is a genre that has been used to death back in the 80s, but I feel like Marvel has invigorated the 80s genre of filmmaking. The stuff that's like Romancing the Stone, the stuff that's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the stuff that's like Return of the Jedi. Marvel has figured it out, and they have provided us this these 80s gems in this new shared universe. DC is still trying to figure its placement. It wanted to go dark. It wanted to do injustice. I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder has now been quoted on his uh, whatever his Twitter forum is. That's not Twitter. As saying like he was looking down the injustice route. So, I mean, they they had a, a way to go. I wish they held on to it tighter and actually followed it through. Obviously, that's not going to be what happens anymore. But I think we saw the end of the DCEU and the absolute beginning of the DCFU. Sure. I mean, didn't I mean? Do you, I mean really? Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with anything Snyder's provided before this.
0: Who, who knows? Uh, I, I, that that is going to be a weird ass movie. Um, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I mean that that's confirmed because it's being shot. Although it got pushed back like a year, which is a really good sign. And then Shazam's in the can at this point, probably. So. Uh, who knows if we even get another movie after this? Because once Joker, whatever it's whatever it's called, the
1: Joker with uh, Joaquin Phoenix does it have a title. I, I I think it's just currently being uh, shown around as the Joker or something like that.
0: Okay. Well, once we get that, then who knows what's going on? Because uh, if it's I, I still don't know if Gotham City Sirens turned into Bird of Prey or there's two movies. Uh,
1: I think it's two movies. Then pff,
0: who knows? You know, it's like at this point, they're just, they're just saying, well, we like Margot Robbie's Robbie. So let's keep her around and uh, maybe they'll bring back walking Phoenix. But
1: those, uh, well, Margot is definitely a moneymaker for them. Along with the fact that Harley Quinn is a huge, huge moneymaker for DC.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she appeals to the crazy girlfriend in every girl. Yeah, little, there's a little bit in everyone,
1: but but she also appeals to you know all the men who want to fuck her.
0: Sure, sure. That there's more fuckability in the DC universe than really in the Marvel universe.
1: Hmm. I, I oh yeah, I, Wonder Woman's outfit in Wonder Woman. We'll we'll go with Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman and stay away from the Zack Snyder Joss Whedon mess of Wonder Woman. Just look at Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman. She's fucking sexy as. Fuck man and she's wearing i mean like that outfit is like amazing every outfit they wear in the uh and uh, the mascara is I, amazing. I like the
0: outfits better actually in justice league where, where, where zach like makes them take their clothes off a little bit more yeah well he
1: definitely u- upped the ante there but i i really thought patty jenkins like filmed an incredibly gorgeous sexy like like visage of a woman mm.
0: Really, the Scarlet on on the on the MCU side, they really don't have. I know that's not true. Haley Atwell, gorgeous. She can't compare. She can't compare to what's on the DC side. She can't compare with Margot Robbie. Amber Heard. Amber Heard can 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 blow out of the way. You 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 fucking like Elizabeth Olsen more than Amber Heard? No, no.
1: I would take Elizabeth Olsen over Amber Heard. I would
0: take Amber Heard. Amber Heard would fucking bring a girl with her. Those girls exist. <laughs> Those girls exist. Uh, I know them.
1: Wasn't Amber Heard like a known lesbian she, early she, on in her career? She
0: she had a thing for bringing girls in, into threesomes. That was also a thing for the boys she dated. That's a rumor about Elon Musk, too. Wow, sexy. He can't even build a tunnel right. He got the fuck Amber Heard.
1: Hey, so Felk, where does the DCFU go from here? Uh, do, you think they, do they just reboot it? Like, do they? No, they do, do not do they reboot. reboot it
0: they, they do not reboot it. They handle it like they're handling their animated movies, where each one might or may or may not. Like Each one doesn't need to explain who Aquaman is or who Batman is. They just tell individual stories but they don't necessarily have to have continuity. Maybe they bring back Jason Momoa but they got a different Batman this time and it doesn't have to necessarily line up with the previous movies. There's fucking one line in this movie where where Amber Heard's like you helped defeat Steppenwolf. Now you need to save us. Like That's the only reference to Justice That is. Yeah, you're right.
1: That's that's literally it. They just
0: keep making these movies self-contained and maybe they do a little bit more crossing over but, but they don't have to worry they they worry less about continuity they x-men it up basically where the x-men just doesn't give a shit anymore like okay, I put, guess so. We'll, we'll put we'll put the 1960s X Men in Deadpool, which is set in 2017 or 2018. Uh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. But Deadpool no, doesn't, doesn't make, make any anything. sense anyways. So who cares? But also there's Logan and Logan's serious. Yet it doesn't fucking make any sense with the, either of the two continuity timelines we have currently. So it's like it, they just don't give a shit. So why why, why should why should, uh, why
1: should DC? Before we can wrap this up, Felk. Yes. We gotta go through our quick cool boy ranking of all the films in the DCFU franchise. Well, before we do that, I've got a t- twist on
0: you. <gasps> let's let's. Do you prefer now having seen Jason Momoa's Aquaman? Do you think that it was better than the theoretical only other loose interpretation we've had, which is j- fictionalized James Cameron's take? of Aquaman starring Vincent Chase we get to see about maybe 15 seconds of that movie in yeah, the, the one episode wave. where there's a giant wave and I'm sure that James Cameron did not direct that one little clip because it's definitely not his shit and it's on a TV budget it was probably just recommended
1: I actually episode. wonder if he delivered the wave for them he's like here's I'll give you the wave I'll give you a wave I got I got, I got so many fucking waves from the abyss I got waves yeah, in my ass I, honestly it looks like a wave from the abyss special edition maybe maybe he's had extra waves and gave him a wave He's like, yeah, I easily have a wave off Santa
0: Monica Pier for you. You you don't really fully see the costume, I don't think. You do see it like a, a gay Elton John looking one wheeled in that makes him scared and not want to do it. And then you see like an action figure. I don't think you ever see a proper poster, do you? Maybe you do.
1: I don't uh, – know if, if you do, it's like an A and an I or something. Or maybe I'm just thinking of Total Recall for some reason. I don't know.
0: Do you think – first of all, in Vincent Chase, I, I fucking hate Adrian, whatever his name is, the, the actor. Hair. I hate the fact that his arms look like fucking little wet noodles. He has the thinnest little arms. He should not be an actor. Jason Momoa would rip him a, 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 like with a, with a thumb. He could kill him. And mm-hmm. – uh Compare the two fictional James Cameron, Vincent Chase, Aquaman, starring Mandy Moore as Aqua Girl, even though Aqua Girl is Aquaman's daughter, not so many fucks, <laughs> versus uh, gross Jason uh, Momoa's uh, Aquaman, directed by James Wan. What's better?
1: I'll, I'll do you one better. I'm gonna throw in a third option, a wild card option here. Yeah, I'm gonna throw in the Aquaman TV pilot for the CW.
0: Oh, I, I never, I've watched this, I've only seen this. oh, I've, the, watched I've, seen oh the I've watched it, I've seen the gay still.
1: Oh my god, so um who's that really sexy woman with the mole in the middle of her face that would played Mockingbird in Agents of Shield and she like played GI Joe Oh, something. Adrian Plucky. Yes. She's in it as the villain. Okay. And she has to have like a whole nude swimming scene and that fucking shit is super hot. It's a horrible pilot. It it, it is it is a CW Aquaman pilot It is exactly what it sounds like. He works in a bar on the beach. You know, it's, right. it's Arthur Curry. Exactly. I've never, the I've never, okay.
0: I've never seen that. So you, you rank all three.
1: Uh, okay. Just the Aquamans. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I honestly, I, I like this James Wan one a lot. I, I'm really happy with it. I like how it explores the fantasy elements. I like it takes chances with going to fucking the earth's core. It's not a giant molten fucking ball in the, the middle of our earth. No, it's, no, it's a got land, dinosaurs. <laughs> a lost world of dinosaurs. Yeah. On top of the fact we get a Kraken slash Cthulhu slash slash Topo okay. fucking giant creature at the end that just wipes out everything. Aquaman does talk to fish. It has some bad flashback sequences actually um, that are really cheesy. <laughs> But I like it more than the James Cameron version of Aquaman and the T- the CW pilot. No,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so that, is that the ranking? That's two. Yeah, oh yeah, Cameron? that's the ranking. CW pilots at the bottom. Okay, all right. Fair the first. Right. The completed
1: the completed forty five minute story that they actually shot and finished is worse than the 50-second shot of James Cameron's Aquaman for Entourage. Well, at least you got to see
0: James Cameron talking about how he would do Aquaman. Yeah, that's actually really cool. It's even though it's only one scene. All right, let's move forward oh, here. Oh yeah. Quick cool boy ranking of all the films in the franchise.
1: So yeah, and so just to be clear here, ranking does not mean... That is based around your rating system. So if that were the case, it'd be like Man of Steel would be number one no matter what because it's the only one we gave five out of five boys to. All right, let's do it. But we don't have to explain but it. Like rankings, kind of like more of like favoritism, right? Yeah, and what's like easier to watch or whatever.
0: You explained it every spoiler cast. At this point, it was just, it, it's just—it's almost—it can just be like a recap because nobody remembers what we gave these movies. It's nice to no, see it in a different context. That's not
1: true. Like, That's not true. So uh, uh, someone in cool boy nation reached out to me and told me that they are creating a Reddit page um, of all of our cool boy ratings. That's weird. Okay. Well, glad you're a fan. (laughs) Yep. Thank you. By the way, all right, so, Felk, why don't you go first with your ranking?
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, Man of Steel is still the best. I'm sorry. It still is. I don't care.
1: So um, you're going to start with your number one. You're not going to give us any clue. Like, you're not going to tease us what your number one is. You're going to just no, give we should it just, right
0: up. We should, we're, we're, we're already well over a spoiler cast time-wise. We're good. I think we should just say the movie title and then move the next one. Moving downwards, Man of Steel is my number one. Aquaman is now my number two. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and give Wonder Woman number three hmm. that I'm going to give Batman versus Superman Dawn of just us together as my number four. And then I'm going to go ahead and just accept justice league and then suicide squad's the worst.
1: So, um, I'll go the opposite direction. I'm going to start at my least favorite. That's confusing. <laughs> Especially after you just did the other way. Um, so my number six is, um, is, 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 Fuck, man! It's Justice League, and it's just really—it is the worst. Worse than Suicide Squad,
0: okay? I don't. All right.
1: No, Justice League. uh, Justice League broke my heart the most. Um, uh, I walked away from DC films essentially going like, "What the fuck?" You touched upon it earlier. DC animated movies are awesome. DC is knocking it out of the park with their animated series or their animated movies. They just delivered a Suicide Squad movie that's awesome called Hell to Pay. It's R rated and it's really good and it's a Suicide Squad movie.
0: But. Killing but Joke they, wasn't particularly good.
1: Killing Joke wasn't very good and they elaborated far more on it than they ever needed to. Um, Batman didn't need to fuck Batgirl, but. No. <laughs> Justice League broke my heart because. Nor should Aquaman like, fuck Aqua Girl. No, 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 as you mentioned. Um, but I really. Justice League broke my heart because it's like. I know you have a movie in the can and then you just tossed it to the side and went and shot like another movie because you just – you didn't trust. And I really wanted them to trust the storyline that Zack Snyder was going through because what's the payoff if you don't follow it? There isn't a payoff. They are clearly establishing a trilogy here and there's no payoff to it anymore and it sucks so justice league is like the one that's the most ruined by everything surrounding it and its own and its own demise that it created on itself ruined next i would say suicide squad's number 5 i fucking don't like suicide squad correct done said it um number 4 now this is interesting so we're talking about ranking based on favorites okay uh, um I don't know man, it's kind of hard and it's really fresh, but I would I don't know if it's Aquaman or Batman v Superman. I'm going to put Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in there because I'm really feeling Aquaman right now. My yeah. number 3 slot is Aquaman. My number 2 slot is Man of Steel and my number 1 slot is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman gives me the feels. Like yeah. uh, Man of Steel gave me the feels too, but I never like cried with Man of Steel. I only felt giddy. And, like, Glee the whole time of just being like, woo, I'm watching Superman do oh, do the Superman stuff that I'd never seen Superman do in live action before. And, like, I just was like, and the music is so good and it's, so, like, swelling and, like, you're getting these performances and it's just this really great told story. But Wonder Woman had me, like, fucking on the verge of tears at times and, like, really feeling for the character. And, I, and if I watch them all back... Wonder Woman's really high up there, man, for when like the way I kind of like I respond to the film. Okay.
0: Cool Boy Nation, tell us what you think about Aquaman by emailing us at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. New episodes Mm. of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday, sorta. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys. Also, please review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon <laughs> for as long as Patreon still is working. It only costs a buck, and you'll receive special access to content too hot to air. Mm. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with Batman and Beyond on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Mm. Thank you for listening. Stay wet, cool boy nation. Oh! Until next time, it's Biizies from Felk, and that's Biizies
1: from Aqua Baller. Hey! <laughs>
0: you are a standing American boy. You will excelled in all things.
1: I pump while
0: I dump. Oh yeah! So cool.
1: Oh yeah! So cool. Oh yeah! So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah damn Get Oh, yeah!
0: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by gonna take my time It's a cool Cool (laughs) boy.
1: So serious.